Welcome to Grace by Rain, a podcast about the beauty in life. I'm your host, Elaine Shercliffe. Joining me today is the host with the most, Ryan Ebner of Amnation Pod. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Elaine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Peachy Keen over here. Nice. I was going to introduce you like you introduce yourself on the show. And every time I tried to practice it, I immediately went into like from North Carolina. <laughs> from North Carolina. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I am not from North Carolina. No, indeed, indeed, I am not. I know that when I was on vacation, the guys like I have the, like the whole sheet, a Google sheet that like step by step says what to say, because um, otherwise my brain gets lost and like I can't, you know, figure my way out so it has all my names and i think when they try to record it they're like yeah we're not saying all those names I'm like, you don't have to because i'm not there it's okay i love them so before we dive into uh what we're about to talk about kind of tell the listeners a little bit about your show well amalgamation nation is something that i've personally worked on it's been it's a podcast of many names but like that's the main name of it now amalgamation nation but like it's something that I've always had a love for sports, video games, and like video game news and anime. So when we finally decided to come up with a brand new name that felt more inclusive to everybody instead of just me, Mike came up with amalgamation because amalgamation is a blending of multiple things, real fancy, he's really good with words. So yeah, we talk about everything. We talk about, let's see, on Tuesdays, we talk about sports, Thursdays are gaming. And then when I decide not to be lazy, we do an anime show as well but it has been a hot i just looked at it we did our 15th anime episode of webisode and that was the beginning of may so we're slacking a little bit well that's what this one's for then we can yeah just... there we go there we go <laughs> just just tell just people to listen to in. this it's one fine. yeah <laughs> and now how long how long have you been doing this uh in general i got podcasting geez like seven years eight years something like that on and off never fully committed to it it was like a thing where i just like i like to do it and it gave us like a bunch of us a reason to hang out and talk and you know just you know bs about stuff and then about a year a little over a year ago right as the pandemic hit david was able to set up discord and obs and like being able to record from different places and i was like well now i have no excuse like now i feel like i have to do a show all the time and honestly a big thing too was bk coming to the group and being added to the team because he pushes to keep it steady and keep it going. And I think everybody needs somebody like that on a show because otherwise it's really difficult because then, you know, at least for me, I could wake up like we just did on Thursday. I woke up late and I was just like, eh, it's good. I don't have to do a show today. (laughs) So like to have somebody there to push the show has been really great. So I'd say about a year, a little over a year, it's been consistent, which, you know, that's nice. Yeah. No, BK is like that for me too. He'll just casually be like, so when's your next episode dropping? And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's been like three months. Yeah, see, <laughs> see he's got a he, he's on it. Yeah, he's so casual about it, too. I would be like, damn it. When's your next episode? Like, I would be so aggressive. BK just right. slides in. All nice I'm going to start doing that it. to Josh. I'm going to start being like, hey, man, when's Natty Nights? <laughs> when's, when's the next episode? I'd be like, what? Just hinting, hinting at it that I'm bored. Oh yeah, it's okay. Because you because you have all the time in the world right now. I do, yeah. yeah plenty <laughs> of time. Plenty. <laughs> so with everyone, I mean, not everyone lives by you. Like everyone's basically around the country. Is it hard though to do that? Like, is it hard to get everyone on the same page, same times, especially when things start kicking up in their lives? 
It was in the beginning to like set a time because, you know, BK is in North Carolina. Petey Tahiti is in Cleveland. Dan is out in Phoenix. The rest of us then are right here in the Chicagoland area. So it's like, that's not bad. My always biggest concern was making sure the East Coast people are good. You know, Dan in the West Coast, I don't care. Not because I don't care about Dan. I love Dan very much. But like, you know, uh, that he's two hours behind me. He can do it whenever the, whenever the hell we want to do it. Whereas BK and Pete, it was about, okay, what's a good time so that you don't feel super tired when you go to work the next day? I don't want anything like that. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm not trying to push that. And it, it ended up falling around like 8 o'clock Central Time, which is cool. I, I like it. it was, uh, also, the goal was always to keep the episodes under an hour. I can't tell you the last time we did a show that was under an hour. I know. I was going to um, say. We did a gaming show like a couple weeks ago that was like two and a half hours. And it actually has the most listens that I've ever we've ever gotten in like a week span. So shout out to everybody for checking that out. Um, because that was a long show that I had to like hurry up and rush through. And the best is Mike listens to it. Mike always, uh, what is that? Like, what's BK call it? Monday morning quarterbacks, the shows. <laughs> And he's like, hey, you jacked up the outro to stay breezy. And I was like, yeah, thanks. I was in the middle of trying to hurry up because I had to leave for work. I appreciate it. I'm like, thanks for pointing out all the flaws. Love it. Like, go, go swear somewhere, Mike. Like, mm-hmm, just go, mm-hmm. go pound a monster and go swear at someone. <laughs> right. And a Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. So we're going to jump into anime and your lie in April. For anyone that's listening, there's going to be spoilers. I normally don't like spoilers, but... You can't really talk about your lie in April <laughs> without spoiling the shit out of it. It's really hard. If you are watching it and you, or if you plan on watching it and you haven't, like you hate spoilers, then, you know, turn it off. Or you could just enjoy the spoilers and listen to this all the way through. I, I think uh, if you haven't watched your lie in April, it is a, uh, like a slice of life anime. It is like a romantic anime. It's under those, uh, subgenres it's on netflix so there's no excuse but like it is really good and i'll be honest mike was the reason that i watched it to this day i tell him like what a great what a great choice a lot of feels but a really great choice too many feels so how did you like discover or get into anime i was a little child in the 90s and i stayed up late one weekend if you can see on the Zoom background behind me, Sailor Moon, she it was on, and I like it. Just so happened, it was just this colorful show, lots of and lots of you know bright lights and everything. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but like, I really like it. And uh, I will never forget seeing the her power up for the first time, and it's like this elegant sequence where she's like getting like, like all these lights, and she's changing in. In the name of the moon, I'll punish you. And I was just like. <gasps> Oh, I don't know what this is, but this is so different than Power Rangers and uh, everything else I watched at the time. So that was kind of it. And then later on, I want to say it was like 98, Toonami became a thing on Cartoon Network, which was where uh, Tom was like a talking robot and he would have like five or six anime shows on that block at night. And I would stay awake on the weekend so I could watch it. And I remember Cowboy Bebop. That was a big one. Uh, and then Dragon Ball Z being like the main, the main thing where here I am like seven years old screaming, trying to like go Super Saiyan, just like Goku. From that moment on, it just hooked me. And I always laugh because I'm like, I feel like if like my mom or like my dad like walked in and like watched the anime I was watching, like all the fighting, like they've probably been like, what? 
what what are you supposed to watch this but i i loved it so much from that point on it's it has been a thing where i don't want to say like i associate myself like completely with it like that like it's not like that it's not like i don't think but i do think to an extent it does define who i am a lot of the things that i've instilled into myself i got because i watched goku and like how he trained and like just being from a little kid, it just had that kind of impact on me. And then to this day, like I still watch it. I laugh because my dad, we were on vacation and my sister was watching something. I think it's called, honestly, I don't remember the name of it. It sells at work. That's it. And it's all about biology. And so she thought it was so cool because that's what she's going to school for. She was like trying so hard to get my dad to watch anime. And my dad's <laughs> like, I just want to show you watch these cartoons. I'm like, it's not cartoons. <laughs> anime and he's like what's the difference and i'm like uh well then steve mike wasn't there so mike couldn't explain it as well <laughs> basically it for every because that's the big thing right is like anime is just a cartoon why well, the only reason that it's called anime is because it's made by a japanese animation studio that's the only difference whether it's like ed and eddie or courage cowardly dog or anything like that those are made by united american studios so they don't count they're just cartoons it's really <laughs> stupid and it's super silly but that them, them's the rules that's just how it works i used to love sailor moon when i was younger my dad and i would watch it and i was one of those people that like low-key would be like i don't watch that stuff like i was one of those assholes uh. because i so I was in sports, I was in music, I was like in all of these things, but I couldn't find my niche with like the quote unquote nerds or like the people that loved things like comics and anime and video games. I couldn't find that in my high school, in my grade school. Like, and when I did kind of find them, they're like, no, 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 you're a jock, go away. And I'm like, but I'm a shitty jock. <laughs> like, Let me join your I group. And so I would hide it. My dad and I would watch Sailor Moon. I'd have sleepovers and they'd be like, why is your dad watching Sailor Moon? I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. He's so weird. And he'd be like, I'll tell you what happens later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's so funny. And I always, we've talked about this, I think on Webisodes before where like there is a, I've never had to deal with that. I always find that. And I know it's so weird, but like for me personally, I, you know, as someone that also played sports, I was in band but I also really love anime and I really love comic books and I love superheroes and I love Pokemon and just nerdy shit and general video games. And I never once, that's where it's always so weird to me is I've never once been like, Oh, like I can't fit in here because like I do this. Like, I was just like, no, this is just what I like. Like, this is it. And like, I hope I have friends that like the same thing. And I got really lucky probably about middle school when I met Joey and Dan and Pete and everybody and like, and Pete's not super nerdy like that as much as the rest of us, but like, we all like the same thing and it was just cool. So that's why I think I never had to, like once I got that group of friends and we all like the same thing, I never had to worry about it. Like I never really cared. Like if I'm walking around with an anime shirt, which I'm not today, but like, which is weird. I should have, but I've never, never bothered me. Like I go to work now and like, I'll have my Gundam shirt on or I'll have a Sailor Moon shirt on or an Aruto shirt. And I'm like, and then I see it all over the place. And I see a bunch of other people wearing it. And I'm like, where were y'all back in the day? Right. We weren't there, but now it's cool. <laughs> now it's the cool thing. So right. Like when we lived in Chicago, that's where I was playing video games and watching anime types things and just like what's considered niche. But we moved here to Ohio and then I liked hockey. I played football. I was a girl who did all of those things. I was automatically the freak. So as I grew into high school, I was like, pick a lane because you're going to be super alone <laughs> for a long time if you don't just pick a, 
a lane to go in. So I just did like sports and music and I was just never really invited along. Like I tried to, I tried to be like, oh yeah, but also I didn't. Okay. So this is also what shot me in the foot is I wasn't the biggest fan of Pokemon or Dragon Ball Z. So people would, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, screw, that screws you because that was like that's what blew up i mean that's why kids if you're a 90s kid that's what you associate with I'd sailor moon is part of it too and listen all those dudes out there that loved anime back in the 90s don't act like you didn't watch sailor moon everybody watched sailor moon i just happen to love it more than maybe some other dudes do but not liking pokemon it's like a sin like as a 90s kid it's absolutely a sin but it just has okay so i because I'm older, I'm older than you by like, what, eight years or something? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm old. But so I was babysitting kids. Whoa. <laughs> what? No, I'm serious. Like, Is it so, really eight? Yeah, I think so. What year What year were you born? 92. Wait, 92? I was 85. Yeah. I was 85. Oh. So like seven? I can't do math today. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. No, five. No, you were born in 92 and I was born in 85. That's not five. Oh, yeah, seven. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can't do math. Sorry. There we go. Seven. All right. I can't. Wow. This is it's not like it's the, the morning. <laughs> this is not the math show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but so I would, I would be like babysitting some kids and they would always the daughter would always fight with the son when Pokemon was on. So every time I would hear the Pokemon theme song, I'd be like, fuck, it's about to go down. I'm going to have to like send someone to their room because she hated it so much. How now when I hate the Pokemon song, that you, is so. She, <laughs> yeah. So every time I hear it, I would get like a little like, oh, PTSD. Like who's going to fight now? <laughs> Who am I going to have to yell at? It's slowly gone away, which is why, like, I'm obsessed with Jigglypuff because that's my spirit animal. Yeah, I was going to say, because that was like the whole thing is like you love Jigglypuff, but I'm like, but yeah. you just said you don't like Pokemon. So like, that's so weird to me. I didn't like Pokemon. Oh, OK, gotcha. Yeah, like when I was trying to kind of like move into it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but Jigglypuff's my jam because that's what I do. I sing people to sleep and then write on their face. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's my ammo, bitches. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's out here writing on people's faces. Unbelievable. What? It was never with perp. No, that's a lie. There are times. There are some people at OU that had things written on their faces. Wild times out there in the state of Ohio. Oh God. Wild times. I was there when uh, the one house caught on fire. I was in that house. I convinced someone to plug it in. I was really drunk and I was like, yeah, yeah. Even though the, the charger into the outlet it's fine. It looks fine. It wasn't fine. And then the house caught on fire. It was during like Palmer Fest, I think. Let's see if you if you would have liked Pokemon before, it probably wouldn't have happened. You probably been all right. <laughs> I These been are just murdered. bad things that are coming <laughs> down the road because of it. So what is it that you like the most about anime? I think that for me, it's a lot of the the different art style that I really gravitate to because there, it is. It, the studios have, have changed. Like if you go to watch, I, I watch... Sailor Moon Crystal, which is like the redone version of the show. It's more modern and it looks so beautiful. But then like Studio Ufotable, which is a really, really well-known animation studio. They've worked on the Fate series, which is like another great 
series, but like really confusing to follow. Demon Slayer, which I'm sure a lot of people have probably now heard of Demon Slayer because it's the reason that anime like has jumped in the last couple of years into the mainstream. And they've worked on that and it's just beautiful animation. But I also like that, you know, earlier when we we're talking about Your Light in April and I said how it's a slice of life or a romantic anime kind of under that line there are so many subgenres of anime like the main one which is like dragon ball z and naruto and bleach and like all those one piece and the ones where like everyone someone's gonna power up and they're gonna beat each other up and there's probably the power of friendship somewhere in there uh that's a shonen those are like the main that's what mostly everybody knows but then you have isekais which for us on the show uh myself mike and junior those are our favorite genre where basically an isekai is you die you die in your life but you come back in some like weird fantasy type world and they're usually always a lot of comedy to them as well from the ones that we watch which is great um and i think that's a big thing is that anime gets this weird niche where it's only power ups and we're only mm-hmm. fighting each other and like that's it Whereas there are so many, like there's horror, there's uh, suspense, there's mysteries, there's like I said, slice of life, um, there's science, there's so many of them. And it's just like whether you want to go watch a TV show or a uh, or a movie. Like if you're going on Netflix and I'm like, wow, I really want to watch uh, The Queen's Gambit, or like I really want to watch Friends, or like The Office, and there's stuff like that too. Anime is the same way. Anime is not just uh, this one whole. There's so many different ones. And I think that's what I love so much about it. And it's also, like I said, when I talked about how part of who I am is defined by it is because like I did get motivation from some of those characters and I am so connected to them. And I remember when I was younger, I think Dragon Ball Z was going on a break and Naruto came out and I just didn't like it. I just didn't like whatever for whatever that age Ryan was, he did not like naruto because i went from goku who's this like strong badass and then naruto was younger and he's like had this high-pitched voice and i just hated it i was like this is terrible uh and then as i got older and i was like last few years people kept telling me like you have to rewatch it and like i did and like there are plenty of times where like i felt choked up or i felt hyped and like it's things like that i think that anime can gravitate to you but it's the biggest thing is that like i can find any type of anime to watch depending on my mood I think that's a big thing too. I, yeah. I really wish more people noticed that. Yeah, that was the thing when I was going through Netflix and I didn't realize how many different types of genre and I was like, there's a horror genre? Mm-hmm. What the shit? I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I yeah. have like this list of things that I need to watch during the off season because they all look really intriguing. I love the artistry and the imagery and everything about anime. It's just so beautiful and it ties things in so perfectly and I feel like the story arcs and storylines if for at least the ones that I've been watching are just really are really good I just feel satisfied at the end even if it's sad I feel satisfied at the end of like a series or a movie like it's not like I want more but it's more like I want to watch it again it's not like I want them to extend the storyline so much unless they leave it open-ended but I, I just love the way they just tie up loose ends and the character development I feel like so much of it has like character development in it and that that's a good point I mean that's how I think you know if you found a great anime I mean or a show in general right but like you have to have some type of character development and I do believe like with the animation the way it tells the story you know your line April is so 
perfect for that. Like the imagery and the way they illustrate it is so beautiful to get you like, to really put it all together, like to tie it all up. And I think that's, what's so magical about it. I mean, like you can sit there and read mangas and I do from time to time. I'm also been a really big believer of like, we're not going to, you know, gatekeep anime. We're not going to do that. I don't, I don't feel that way. I've always been like, everybody that wants to get into it should get into it. If you haven't tried to watch something, you should just because it might, it might gravitate to you. You might find something you like. I mean, you could also get horribly misled and watch Evangelion, which is a great show, but (laughs) not good for a beginner. (laughs) That's what you because it's very confusing. (laughs) That's what I first started watching, remember? Because you guys were (laughs) Yeah. Because we did a review. (laughs) I was like, I kept falling asleep during it because it was during the hockey playoffs in the summer. Not good. And I was like I fall asleep and wake up and be like two episodes later and like, shit, I don't even remember where I stopped. So I'd have to start all over again. I stay awake for the whole thing and I still don't know what was going on. So like, it's okay. I'll I'll never forget. Right before we did the review, we had to watch one of the movies. There's like five different parts of the movies. I don't know. The latest one just came out in Japan. I remember me, Junior, and Mike were watching on Discord together and we finished it and I was like, uh, (laughs) and Junior's like, yeah, I don't, nope i don't know and mike's like well he's like trying to explain he's like yeah that's kind of how it is though like you're just not you're just not gonna know what's going on <laughs> like, oh okay all right cool great that's so like that's a great show but it's a great for people that like have been into anime for a hot minute if it's you're trying to like get into it for the first time or like you haven't watched in a long time that's probably a difficult one because it is really really confusing i don't even know what the genre of it is if it is yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. One of the things I do like that the United States has been doing with anime is how many movie theaters are showing anime, especially oh, yeah, it's insane. like leading up to the pandemic, the ones around here at both Regal and Cinemark, they were showing anime like once a week, like different animes. And then after the pandemic, they've started like bringing it, bringing it back. And I, I'm like so stoked to see things that I don't, I'm like, people are like, that's like the second part. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to go. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, like super confusing. I don't know what the story is, but wow, <laughs> look at this. It looks great. Right, like um, I want to see it on a, on the big screen. Like I want to see yeah. how it translates. I believe that we talked about it on a show where it's so crazy to me now, back in the day, like I remember when Dragon Ball Z would get a movie at the theater and like i was so excited i was like oh my god like i get to go to a movie theater and watch this like i don't have to go to the video store and rent it later like i could just go see it like this is so cool and then like now like you said yeah there's so many i know last october the fate series did a three parts uh part one and part two came to theaters mike and i went and watched it and then the following sunday was going to be part three and then our governor shut down the movie theaters like that friday so we didn't get to watch part three in the theaters really really sad but it's now on streaming services like you could buy it so i think we're gonna buy it i have to watch it but it is something cool like just to see in general like you said like whether it's before the pandemic and now post pandemic um you know demon slayer came out last year during the pandemic in japan and then it, as it started to go overseas and it's, it's been in the u.s now for since may or since the end of april and it's the most successful selling japanese movie of all time and i think that's so crazy i think the first weekend it came out when mortal kombat did and it like was only a few million shy of mortal kombat and like that's just nuts to me 
you know, that this is where we're at with anime. So I think that in the United States in general, anime has become so much more popular and so much more mainstream than it was. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that were just like you and like, you're like, eh, like, yeah, I don't know why. Like they're watching Sailor Moon or why? Whoa, Pokemon. Oh God. <laughs> you know, like, Oh God, Yu Yu Hakusho. This is all, I don't know what that is. And you're like secretly watching it and stuff. There are plenty of people like that because they like were ostracized by people and stuff. Like I said, I personally never, experience that but i definitely understand where people are coming from and so now like it's so weird my brother i just watch he's watching the demon slayer movie because it's on funimation now and like he's just watching it and it's so like every time my brother's like hey i want to go see that or i want to watch this and i'm like oh i just feel so complete inside mm-hmm. as a big brother i'm like i did it i did it i got them to become <laughs> nerds this is great i think no. i just i want more women and girls to be into it i think that's where it is is like I always only find clumps of dudes that are into it. It's very rare that I've been able to go up to a girl with the exception of my friend Lauren, which is why I was finally able to, when I was like 22, just be like, fuck y'all. This is what I like. But it always just seems to be like a bunch of dudes and the girls are the ones who are, are like, oh no, I don't like that. But you know, they're fucking watching it. Like, <laughs> and that's so weird to me too. Like, I, I, I just always think that like, whatever you like, you should just like it. You know, like it's your thing. It defines who you are. And if anime is what it is and that's dope. If it's not, that's cool too. Um, but just don't knock people for it. That's always been my big thing. And like I said, I, I think now it's so mainstream. That it's almost weird if you don't. Like, it's almost weird if you never watch any of it. They're like, really? Like, are you sure you didn't? Because, like, (laughs) my biggest thing is Pokemon Go came out in, like, 2016. And it was just, like, the most peaceful time of my life. (laughs) And I think so many others. the most peaceful time of the world. (laughs) Yeah, I remember walking down the street. And uh, there was, like, a town not too far from us. And they had, like, a river walk and everything. And we go and, like, we're walking. And there's hundreds of people out with their phones playing Pokemon go and people driving through with their cars, blasting the Pokemon theme song. I mean, you probably would add PTSD. So that probably would have been rough, <laughs> but like everybody else was super into it. And it was just so cool. And I'm like, man, like I'll, I'll never forget the day it came out with some buddies and two of them were like, yeah, I mean, I'm just good. Like, they love Pokemon. So I don't know what the big deal was, but they're like, well, just good to see the kind of like what it is. And then like my buddy and his girlfriend at the time were like, oh, dude, you got to install this out now. So I, I was waiting. I stayed up that night before until like 2 a.m. because I'd heard like, oh, well, Australia's going to get it. But as soon as they get it, it's going to launch over here. And I remember getting the game and someone being like, dude, there's a Pidgeotto. Like, oh, we got to find it. And like, we're sprinting out of the house. And then we come back, I'm like, oh, man, I got a Pidgeotto. <laughs> and uh, my buddies, my two buddies that were waiting were like, all right, never mind. yeah, we got to install it right now. Like, we have to. And it's just so funny to me um, how big it became and yeah. it, no, how it big was, Pokemon is in general. Right. No, it was um, one of the players <laughs> convinced me to download um, – like one of the monsters players convinced me to download Pokemon Go so that we could play inside Quick and Loans Arena. <laughs> and I just remember being out and I was like, okay, whatever. This is lame, but fine. And I had a blast. I remember being at the bar um, in Akron and just be, like wandered away from my friends drunk off my ass. Like I was probably like six shots deep and like five beers and i just wandered away and they're like what are you (laughs) they're like what are you doing and i'm like there's a pokemon over there i don't know how to say it i don't know how to say the name 
but like it's over there and I need to go get it. And they're like, Elaine, where I'm like, shut up. This is my life now. <laughs> I went whale watching this past summer and or this like a month ago. And while we're there, I'm like, well, I have to open it. Like we're in the middle of the ocean. I'm like, but I have to see like if this works. So like I pull out my dad's like, are you, are you playing Pokemon right here? Are you serious? And I'm like, well, yeah, I got to see if it works. And it did. So that was really cool. I was like, dope. And I put it away. I'm like, all right, cool. I just wanted to do it. I like everywhere we go, he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm already out walking around. I might as well do it. Right. Like, Whatever. It's cool. In 2016, I feel like a lot of people were just out and about more and more people got to know their neighbors because their kids are running around or like our one neighbor was like, oh, so mad at their kids because they're like it's nine o'clock at night like you kids can't be wandering around our neighborhood no matter how safe it is Mm. and then all of a sudden you see her husband take off running the opposite way of the kids and she's like where are you going he's like i said the kids the wrong way it's this way don't tell them (laughs) (laughs) all right we're jumping people's backyard fences and shit like we gotta get it (laughs) i get that pikachu man i wasn't gonna not it's my favorite right i was surprised no one got like arrested well i'm sure someone did get arrested. Uh, i'm sure <laughs> i'm 100 sure <laughs> trespassing was a thing <laughs> but it didn't feel like a thing it felt like no it, was it felt like it was like it felt like you were an asshole if you didn't let people trespass to get the pokemon right like, it felt like you were rude not the people trespassing but you you were rude <laughs> exactly okay so real quick do you like subtitles or dubs or the combination of both yeah, I'm a more of a combination of both. As I've gotten older, I definitely go more dub because it's so convenient for me just to have it on in the background while I'm doing things. Um, when I was younger, like, yeah, man, it was cool. Go read, read the, read the subtitles because they're speaking in Japanese and it feels like I'm speaking in Japanese. This is great. Like, I'm so cool. Uh, and then as I got older, I'm like, I whatever. I don't care. Do what you want? Like. <laughs> I do think some voice actors in English are, you know, and actresses are pretty bad. Like I've heard some really bad ones because like, you know, I watch a show, you know, if you watch one, one way, like say my biggest thing, like with Naruto, I watched the first whole run of Naruto, which is like 250 episodes or something like 200 episodes. Why that was all in English. And then the next part of that is called Naruto Shippuden, which is 500 episodes in total. Cool. And I watched the first 140 something are on Hulu in English. And then after that, you just can't find them in English. And I was like, oh, that's like 300 something episodes of these characters now that I'm invested in in English. Um, I don't know if I can just switch to Japanese like that. So I ended up like finding on the on the Internet um, some some sites, some illegal sites. And I was able to watch it all in English. So it was cool. So it, to me, it's a, it's a personal preference. It just depends. Like I've watched some in Japanese now and some of them I watch in English, but I like to throw it on English nine times out of 10. Like I said, just because then it can be on while I'm doing other things. Right. Yeah. I noticed even with your lie in April is sometimes the subtitle is different than the dub. And so I think you see like a better translation with the subtitle than you do with the dub, which is, it's kind of interesting to see because you're like, well, why didn't they say that? That sounds so much better. (laughs) That's what I want to hear. So it's, it's an interesting thing to me. Okay, so we're going to divert into your line. April, this is your final warning. If you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers to leave, if you if we spoil something for you, it's your fucking fault now. So. Oh, there it is. Their fault. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to get like an explicit rating on this one with all the... You are. You are just dropping F-bombs. Like, I am. Nice. I'm almost at mic level. I thought about just replacing all swear words with Mike. 
being like, Miking. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Mike this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's real. It's, it's, and you know, the thing is, like, it's it's fine normally. Um, but he just so happened, like, during our St. Jude's month to be like, yeah, I'm going to swear more normal. And I'm like, wow, that was not how that was supposed to go down. That's, it made right, my then. life. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's someone that doesn't have the situational awareness for swearing that I don't like they're worse than me. Yeah. Him and him and BK take the cake. I was so offended because <laughs> my dad listens to the show and I was like, so like, he doesn't listen to the gaming one. So maybe that's why only the sports <laughs> one. But he's like, yeah, well, it's probably because you dropped so many F-bombs. I was like, what? <laughs> I do. And then like now I'm very self-conscious of it mm-hmm. um whereas like bk he props him all the time <laughs> boy you ain't gonna complain about him right. you ain't saying nothing to him about doing it his like, are so right. casual sometimes like i don't catch them and i'm like wait yeah. did you no yeah maybe that. yeah he okay sure did. <laughs> he, sure, he sure did <laughs> yes okay so what were your thoughts you're like the first time you watched it what were your thoughts of your lie in april like at the end the running thing is that like all of us sat in silence. I remember finishing the show and just having to like lean back and just like look up and just tears rolling down my face. I was like, this is some of the saddest shit I have ever watched in my life. And then immediately, like, I have to tell other people to watch it because I want them to feel pain um, as much (laughs) as I did. Emotional trauma, which is what it was. But it was such a, you know, it's such a beautiful thing where it was very sad. It is very emotional and it tugs on all your heartstrings, but it's such, it's done so beautifully and it tells such a great story of like loss and like dealing with it. And I think that's, that's a thing. It's such a, a sneaky like undertone to it at first, because like when you first watch it and you're just like, Oh man, look at that. Like it was really cool. You know, oh kid like used to play piano and like, Oh, like his mom passed. So like, I can't play piano no more. Like, oh man. And then this girl comes in and she's playing the violin. It's so cool. And you're like, man, this is awesome. And then about, I want to say about halfway in is when you start to kind of like, mm, something's weird. Like, I don't know. And then at the end, like I just kept, kept pulling for it. I'm like, nah, it's gotta, it's gotta end in a good way. Like it has to, uh, and it just absolutely doesn't. It's completely crushing <laughs> in every way, but I just love everybody's reaction is similar, but also different at the same time. Like, you know, Mike's was, I'm going to sit in silence. And then juniors was like, what the hell that, what, what? And then like mine was just giant tears and you know, everyone deals with it differently, but it, it is such a wonderful story at the, at the end of the day. Yeah, and you found it because of Mike, you said, right? Yeah, he recommended like, he finished it, I think. And he like posted a video and he's like, if you want big tears, watch your line April. I'm like, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, all right. And I'm like, I oh, wow. He's like, dude, I'm telling you. He's like, it is really sad. And I was like, yeah, all right. And I watched it and I was like, wow. Wow. I am in a lot of emotional pain right now. This is really bad. But, uh, <laughs> but it was really, it's a really good show. I was watching Genesis and I was like, I can't fucking do this. I was like, what else should I watch? Ryan? Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah. And you were like, just go on Netflix and just find, there's a ton of stuff there. Like, what do you like? I'm like, I literally like everything, except I'm not doing a good job with this one. You were like, just go find something there. There's something for everyone there. And so I just typed in, I think I typed in like music because I just really yeah. love music. And I was like, oh my God, this sounds cute. And I didn't really read any, like, I think I read like a little bit into it. I was like, great, this is awesome. The first episode, I was like, oh, that's kind of, I resonate with that. 
And then the second one, I'm like, okay. And the third one, it was the, the episode before she passed out on stage. I texted you or DM'd you and I was like, this is sad, isn't it? And you were like, no, this is like the best. Just watch it. Just watch it. And I was like, Ryan, is this sad? And you're like, just watch it. It's fine. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot like when I was little. I've been doing this my whole life. When I was little, my, I wanted my grandma to watch Land Before Time mm-hmm. because I wanted to watch Land Before Time. And my grandma's like, Ryan, it's not a sad movie, right? <laughs> no, grandma, it's the best. And like the grandma dinosaur like dies right off the bat and shit, like super sad. It's like, Ryan, what? I like, I, I just want people to enjoy things and not be so scared of whether they're sad or not. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I needed to prepare. I was trying to prepare myself. By the end of it, I was prepared because I was like, I know where this is headed. Like, I can just feel it. Kose is not going to be able to be happy the rest of his life. <laughs> how did it how did it hit you at the end? Well, I was stupidly watching it at work. Oh. Like, yeah, I was on my lunch and then it was towards the end of it and I was like uh I no. I have to go home. And I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told my boss and I was like uh I need to leave for the day because we were working I was at that time I was working only one day a week out of the office so me going up to them and saying hey i need to go home they thought something was seriously wrong they're like what's going on i'm like i just i really need to watch the end of this anime but like i need to be home when i watch it and she was like oh for real and i was like yes for real I'm like I won't be able to get any work done until i watch the rest of it and i'm pretty sure i won't be able to get any work done after it like, like, I have to do it. So I stopped at the store, got some wine. <laughs> I opened it up, sat ne- had it sitting next to me in bed because I was like, I'm going to be destroyed. And then I watched the last half of it. And I was like crying into the wine bottle, like drinking wine straight from the bottle. And it was just, oh. <laughs> it was just, it was bad. It was bad. Well, and I was, I thought I was prepared for it. You know, like right. I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to be sad. I'm ready. And I wasn't because that stupid, it was a letter. It's the letter. Yeah. You know, Cowrie being the one the whole time, like there always being a reason like why, you know, from when she was little and she saw him play like that, that, that was the thing that she's like, Oh, I have to meet him. And like how it all ties together made it even worse. Like it just made me cry even harder uh, where I was like, Oh no, like this is so unbelievably sad. And then at the same time, they do a really good job of like Tsubaki and them and like how Tsubaki like has these feelings for him as well. And like, it's this whole thing. And you're just like, Oh man, this is, this is a lot. Like they're like 14 or 15 years old in the show. Like this is just some rough shit. This is tough. Like so much to unpack. There was so Mm -hmm. much. And the way they did it though, was so beautiful. And it wasn't over dramatic. It it was exactly like how it would be in life. That's what I felt like. Who are your favorite characters? I well, I mean, Kauri, hundred percent. Like the way that she comes in, and she's just this like ball of energy, um, which is what Kose needs. And I think that's just such a big thing. Um, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so, enjoyed her so much. It's just like just didn't care kind of attitude, right? She just went out there and played, mm-hmm. and she, she played really well. But like it was just such a shell shock for for Kose. So I think that 
her character does such a great job of really ripping him out of whatever rut he was in. And I think everybody at times needs somebody like that in your life. I think that's why she resonated so much with me. Yeah, she same here. She is one of my faves. She also had like these quotes that kind of punched you straight in the heart <laughs> like, mm-hmm. all the time. And I mean, I actually like wrote them down when I was when I was watching the show. She had that one where she was like, maybe there's only a dark road up ahead, but you still have to believe and keep going and believe that the stars will light your path even a little bit. And I was like, stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> why are you attacking me like this and, and <laughs> same thing when she had the one where he was so afraid to get on stage and he didn't think he'd yeah. be able to play and she's like we're all afraid and i was like damn it stop it <laughs> like, leave me alone and stop she, attacking me right i think another one is kose's mentor his mom's friend Hiroko. yes her name escapes me but it's yes, like, yes, yeah, yes it's yes. like Hiroko or something she also, I feel like she showed a different side of um, just like a different side of what it's like to go through that because she also lost her friend, but she took him under her wing mm-hmm. and still continued to pull it out of him. But knew she was she couldn't get it out of him the way that she could. So I, I don't know. I really like that. But my but my favorite is definitely that grumpy judge. The one who would get like, so oh, bad. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite line in the whole entire show, and I think it's because I was a vocal performance major in college. So I got to hear shit like this all the time is he says, she dragged Beethoven into a back alley brawl. And I, <laughs> I love it. So every time someone like plays something that's kind of off or it's different than the way it was air quotes meant to be written. I'm always saying that because it's such, it's such a good line. Now I have a question for you since you do, like you said, you, you, you studied music, you took music, you love music. Like how much did that have an impact on like how much you love this show? Well, it had a lot and there's many reasons why. When I was in school, I had to leave at one point because I had nodules and I couldn't sing. Um, like they were really big and I wasn't allowed to talk for like six months and they were hoping they would go down and they actually ended up disappearing, which is super rare because of how big they were. But when I went back, I was super afraid to sing because I didn't want to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. So that in itself, some of those scenes, I was like, <sighs> I was like, cool, cool. I feel that. Yeah. Like deep in my soul, this is shitty. And then also like after Bobby died, I stopped singing because it was like too much because I put everything into it. I put all my emotions into it. And I didn't know what emotions I was feeling or how to sort through them. And so I knew that it would come out on stage. So like I stopped singing at church. I sang at a few weddings that I had already committed to, but like I stopped being a backup singer. I stopped going out on the circuit. I stopped doing musicals. Like I completely stopped. That's when I really diverted into sports writing because I just kind of, I couldn't do it. Like I'm starting to get back into singing now. Right. Um, like eight years later, but it was, you know, so I, that part of it really resonated with me in the show because I was like, it felt like I was watching a part of who I am. Watching her play though, was like watching that super talented person in the music department who they all didn't like because she didn't, wasn't like doing it technically the way it was written. And like that 
was great because I remember seeing that live so many times when you're like, this person's going to go super far because they don't give a shit. <laughs> like, right. They're so into it and they love it. And the way that they, like, I can see like when someone's playing something, like I can imagine different things going on when they're playing like different scenes or different colors. And so the way that the show did that when she was playing was like, I didn't have to do it because they did it for me. And it was like exactly kind of like how my imagination was going. Yeah. I think they do a really good job with that with um, his rivals as well. Mm -hmm. Like when each of them are playing and like the music and like the emotion that they're coming off and their way they visualize it um, is so well done. I think that's another thing too about it. Like there's just the visuals of the show uh in general like they do such a great job to help convey the message and it's kind of like you said like sometimes when you hear things i think it's so interesting like how you visualize it in your head so them being able to do that it's just an, another bonus for you i think yeah that's why i, I right away i um i was like oh yeah like she's gonna really really enjoy this show because i think in general like for me it was just a great story that like hooked me in and i felt a lot of emotions for i think for somebody um, in your case, where it is so much more personal, and at least it feels that way, it, it just resonates even more. Yeah, and they did such a good job with it. What yeah. was what was like your favorite scene, or like, do you know an episode? Like, I have I have an episode that like I really I don't know if I have an episode off the top of my head, but I do have a scene, and it's like the main one where like they're playing together, uh, Kauri and Kosei, and it's like all the they're they're playing. And it's just like this epic, just like all of it's coming together and it's so great. And the, there are so many colors and the bright yellows and stuff like that. And that always resonates with me because it's like for the first time you see him extremely happy and like just glad to be playing music again, which is really cool. And I think that that for me is the big one. And then it's also even though it is super sad how it ties in at the end with the letter, that whole ending sequence where it goes like and it shows each step of the way, like why, like how she planned each thing. It was so beautifully done and it, the way they conveyed it was great. So I think that's a big, another big scene that I really enjoyed too. Yeah. One of um, my favorite scenes was the first time he saw her perform. So that was only episode two and you could see him start to love music again. Like you mm -hmm. saw his eyes light up and you, that was when you really started to see the imagery of an artistry of the show was she was just all lit up in like this beautiful sunshiny soft glow because she that's how she felt when she was playing and like he was starting to light up and he, it was like tapping into these parts of him that he had closed off and you could see that right away in the second episode so then when you rewatch it again which is what i started doing is rewatching it again knowing how it ends up, you see how important that moment is for the rest of the show. And so I'm like, oh man, that's such a great low key builder. Like you don't realize it's building to something so magical until you hit the end and you're like, oh, this, this one tiny scene is way deeper than, than you think at surface value. Yeah. Um, and then episode 18, I had to go back and find it because I, I wasn't sure exactly what episode it was. It's called uh, Hearts Come Together. You see a shift in so many people in their growth. So um, it was when she was getting kind of sad because she was sick. So Kosei was working with his 
enemy's sister, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And she had first was trying to like, I don't know, sabotage him in a sense, but also like wasn't because she liked him at the same time. Like this little girl yeah. was going through all these emotions. And in the beginning of the episode, it talks about she's like, wow, he we're seeing this growth in him, which then you see the growth in her and you see that he's now become um, you see with her, she's with Kari, she's flipping into what Kose was at the beginning because she's feeling lost. And so he is yeah. adding that light back to her life. So you see this growth in these characters and you see it start coming together and like I full it, circle. Yes. And it was very much like life. Like that is what I loved about this show too, is it felt like how it would play out in real life. So with his mom, I love that they shine the light that it wasn't perfect. Her being sick, there wasn't all this lovey stuff. And a lot of shows, a lot of movies don't show the struggles of someone who is sick. Like my dad's been sick my whole life. It's either cancer or his lymphedema or like he just had COVID. We thought he was going to die. And like, he's still struggling with that. And it's not always like we all love each other. Like there's fighting and there's struggles because everyone is dealing with like their mortality and in the show as you go on you realize that it wasn't so much that his mom was was mean because at one point before she got sick they showed that she wasn't that way right it's just she was struggling with her mortality and that she just wanted her son to have a better life going forward without oh my god am i gonna cry (laughs) you know yeah right it's emotional it is um like she just wanted him to have this better life when she left and so she was struggling with that she wants to be his mom but she wants him to be this best pianist to be out there to be number one so that he'll be okay without her and she didn't realize until that one episode when she smacked him after he didn't play perfect that she screwed up that this is not what they needed and then it was shortly after that that she died and they didn't really get that chance to have that moment. And that's life. Everybody wants that moment to say goodbye and that perfectness. But so many times people struggle because they don't get that moment. But movies and television and in books, they portray it as something completely different and romanticize it. And this show didn't. And I love that. I think there's a moment, isn't there, if I could be wrong, because I, I didn't rewatch it, but like, isn't there a moment when later on where like he sees his mom's like spirit mm-hmm. and then it's like that's when she like it's her and that it she can move on and it's like yes. this whole acceptance thing and i think that's also really beautiful um they just did a really good job of portraying loss um in a sad but also really beautiful way um throughout the entire show exactly i just loved <clears throat> i loved every moment of it i was very pissed at you at the end though i was very mad <laughs> yes um do do you think though like i have like these high expectations now for anime after that one because it resonated so much with me do you think that it it it, like i didn't watch another anime for probably like a month or two after that because i i was like oh nothing's gonna be (laughs) nothing's gonna be as good i can give you another super sad one i have to look it up um, I haven't actually watched it all yet because I was like, someone told me it was even more sad. And I was oh, like, Ooh. and it, I saw it like right after I had finished your line, April. And I was like, ah, I got to breathe. Like I gotta let my emotions yeah. breathe. That's how I am at least where, you know, I had to go back to like 
some type of more action-based show or anime because I was like, I got to cleanse my palate. Like, I can't get super sad like that again for a hot minute. But, like, I do think it is a thing where, like, you have to you have to understand that there's so many different types and there's so many different things. So like, although I love your lie in April, like I don't know if another one will resonate me with like on that exact level. Right. It's very different. Um, that doesn't mean that like, I won't get emotionally invested into another one. I'm sure I will. I do all the time. <laughs> um, but like, I, I am the one that like, uh, I don't know, this, I guess more spoiler, but like if you haven't seen Spider-Man two, the amazing Spider-Man two with uh, Andrew Garfield, and I, big comic fan, just big Spider-Man fan too, totally forgot what happens to Gwen Stacy. I did too. And then it happened and I was like. Yeah. And I was sitting in between Pete and uh, my buddy Joey and we had like the 3D glasses on and uh, I was very sad. Like the the hand, the web becomes a hand. It's so, it's mm-hmm. so un- uh, just unbelievably upsetting. And like big tears like and like both of them looked at me like are you fucking crying bro and i'm like no man it's fine and i'm like it's just so sad it was a hand i was really emotional about it i saw Uh, that alone oh yeah yeah and i totally forgot and the theater was pretty much packed it was actually packed with pretty much all dudes which i thought was interesting i stood up and was like wait did she just i what i for what i forgot and then the one guy two two like seats down was like i forgot too it's <laughs> super like sad in tears it's super sad and the whole audience was just like it was like all these grown men just like in tears because apparently everyone forgot yeah <laughs> you get I mean, invested like- to her her character i think that <clears throat> that specific spider-man i don't know why but i like all the movies that i know the ending to and all i that one hit weird because I didn't I forgot like like you said forgot I don't know if it's the way they they give you like so much hope or something in that movie or the way they did her character I well, don't it's know like because it you never know like you never know like uh, yeah the comic books are first kind of like in the anime like a manga nine times out of ten is first mm-hmm. um, unless you just jump right into an anime you don't have a manga as a background that happens too but um, those are just the source material right things still change up like there's another one I watch. I think it's a uh, Kami got kill. So good. It's just absolutely outstanding. However, it's very game of Thrones esque where it's like, you probably shouldn't get invested in anybody, but like you end <laughs> up getting invested in everybody. It's like Grey's um, anatomy. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, and, but then like the, the source material, the manga is different. Like the ending's different. Everybody's like, it's not as intense uh, everyone's fate as it is in the show so i mean i think you know that's another thing too the mcu has pushed like this is this giant thing now right mm-hmm. but not all not everything is comic book related like they don't no, they don't take all canon. the source material yeah it's not completely like gonna be set in stone well because it, again it, as you know i'm a nerd but like comics characters come and go and die and come back all the time like they're that's so different it's normal so like, yeah yeah so like when you're you, when you're doing it on a movie form, it's just kind of weird. Um, so you never know like what's going to happen. And so, yeah, I just, I remember it happened. And like, I know my buddy Jose was there. He's like, dude, you, come on, man. Like you read that. I'm like, I remember when it happened. Yeah. I remember reading it when I was younger. I know. I'm like, but I just like forgot. And I'm like, as soon as I saw the hand, I was like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, he's not going to save her. 
damn it i knew it yeah no that was uh so on this just reminded me like with um i think the worst part about your lie in april is that we won't get to see it on a big screen because it's a show because it's not a movie like yeah i would love to see that artistry on a huge screen like i wish that movie theaters could figure out a way to show shows especially a one season show like this you know once it's done it's done i wish there was a way like a once a week thing or something because i just i think it would take it to that next level and make you feel like you're maybe at a concert in a sense like an orchestra concert Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it would even be cool if they took it and they just, uh, you know, they did a special where it was just all the different music. Like they really did have an orchestra playing all mm-hmm. the music and uh, and the and then it's just the visuals playing along, you know, um, with the music. I think that'd be really cool. Um, I know they did a traveling, it was a traveling symphony playing all the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z music. And I wanted to go so bad. And I feel like I think COVID stopped that. I want to say COVID stopped it or it was just like nobody else could go. One of the two, something stopped it. Um, but I watched it like on YouTube and I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, it'd be so dope like to yeah. see. So yeah, it's something like that. I think that would be really, really cool for your line April just because the music is such a heavy emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes hand in hand with the visuals. They did such a great job of weaving them together. Um, so yeah, something like that would be really cool. Yeah. And one more thing, sorry. I know you, I know you have to go to sleep, <laughs> um, but you just brought up the music and I totally forgot to bring this up in the beginning when we were just talking about anime in general, but the music in anime is like, it's fire. It's fucking fire. Like, yeah, it slaps. It slaps. Bangers. Every single, (laughs) why do you think that is? Because I mean, I love crap CW shows and WB shows. So do I. Mm -hmm. Because the music helps tell the story. Like you can find some amazing music in those shows like One Tree Hill and the originals oh, yeah. and vampire diaries and stuff like the music is so good they find a way to use the music to help tell the story along the way and i think anime hits all three points music visual story i think um for me right i mean the the running thing is always like for me on the show is like well if it's got a great intro like i'm in mm-hmm. i'm gonna at least watch a bit of it because I am in um, and I, I don't know I, I don't know what it is I guess it's just that you know if you're into that style of music right a lot of it tends, tends to be uh, more J-pop and K-pop which is you know cool with me I like it um, I have a whole playlist dedicated to it but then I also have I, you know bits and pieces of it I pull and I put it in my gym playlist or I put in my driving playlist and um, I'm a person that has a variety of different playlists like oh this is like a playlist for if I woke up and I you know I don't know I rolled over this side instead of this side <laughs> I have a lot of unnecessary playlists but no, those and, are all and, necessary. Those are nah, all see, there necessary. There we go. There we go. Um, I think <laughs> anime just like it, it, it's a thing where like you know, it's not. I understand it's not for everybody. It's like some people really hate country. Like I understand if you don't like country, that's fine. But like it's just such a catchy, you know, intro or beat, and like it's so funny. Like I've watched some anime that are just like completely like really brutal or like insanely sad. But like man, the outro, their intro is just so happy, and I'm like, wow, this is great. Can't wait for this. And it's just like insanely sad or like brutal, and I'm like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. But I really like the intro though. Yeah, the intro, intro. the intro to your line, April. It 
is a happy one, but they sneak some minor chords in there. <laughs> when I first, I think it was like episode three, when I was like, oh crap, this is gonna be sad. When episode four came up with the intro, I was like, they're telling you it's gonna be sad. They're literally like, if you're a music person and you listen to this song, it's a lot of major chords, but then like there's, they throw in a few little minor chords and you're like, damn it. <laughs> like, See, that's happen. so interesting. Cause like, I wouldn't have noticed. I would just been like, oh yeah, this is yeah. I like it. Yeah. There, Cause there's some minor chords that sound like they're semi-happy, but they, they, re they reverberate differently than the major chords. And so have you, have you yeah. cuz like the main song the main song from your line april the I always like when I hear it on TikToks because I'm just like nice nice that's from your line april it's fantastic <laughs> I love all the different anime music I hear on TikTok so it's great I but yeah too. that one in particular such a banger it is they all are oh love it okay well we're going to wrap up here. Thank you for joining me. Um, if you want to plug yourself, that sounds really weird. If you, <laughs> well, I don't, you know what? Midnights are weird. I don't know. Whatever I got to do to go to sleep. Um, but if you want to, if you want to plug, plug your yeah. show and your social media, that would be great. Yeah. I don't, I don't want you know, I don't want to get pulled to Josh here and not get the plug it. Um, of course <laughs> You can find Amalgamation Nation uh, podcast wherever you listen to Grace by Rain. We're there um, specifically on Spotify. That's my favorite place to listen to it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. It's at AM Nation Pod. Follow us there. It's where we'll be tweeting out. We tweet out all the good stuff. We also do try to do live shows when my internet holds up, uh, which knock on wood, it's held up this entire show, which is pretty good. But yeah, it's the main spots. Uh, we've got episodes, sports episodes Tuesday. We record live gaming on Thursday. We try to squeeze in we episodes on the weekend when I when we can and uh, we got a lot of other cool stuff in the works that we're working on, which I'm pretty, pretty excited about. Um, yeah, listen to it. Listen to the podcast. Share it with a friend. I appreciate that. I know we all do. And uh, keep staying breezy. My theme music is One Light by Nick Wilkinson and the Featured Players. You can find their latest album, Live Volume 1, on Bandcamp and Spotify. Live Volume 1 was recorded in front of a live audience on May 26, 2017, at Jilly's Music Room in Akron, Ohio.